Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. Somebody may say, Pastor Wood, why call the church to pray? Because prayer is a church necessity. It was a necessity in the early church and it still is a necessity today. And I believe that one of the greatest weaknesses in the life of the church today is the neglect of prayer. This explains why we have failed to make a greater impact on today's world evangelistically, morally, and spiritually. If the church or we as individual believers want to positively impact our world for Christ, we must rediscover the power that comes through prayer. And we must restore prayer to the place that it occupied in the life of Jesus, his apostles, and the early church. Let us this morning observe the prayer habits of the early church in the book of Acts and see how prayer was a necessity to its survival and to its success. First of all, we observe that while the early church was waiting in the upper room for the power and presence of the Holy Spirit to come upon them, the Bible says that they were in prayer. Acts chapter 1 verse 14 tells us, that they all joined together constantly in prayer. The early church responded to the Lord's command to wait for the gift that the Father had promised them by giving themselves to prayer and supplication. They prayed to God to rule and to overrule in their actions that his will might be done. 
you good Bible readers, we see evidence of this in Acts chapter 1, verse 24. When a decision needed to be made, who would take the place of Judas Iscariot as the next disciple? Verse 24 says, then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. And listen to me, New Providence. As your pastor, I want God to rule and if necessary, overrule our actions in order for his will to be accomplished in this church. Oh, I thought I'd get more than that. We want God's will to rule and even super rule in this church. I know we have rules and regulations, but we want God's rule. God to overrule all of our decisions if our decisions don't line up with his will. Yes, New Providence, there was prayer in the upper room. But now, let us see the place of prayer in light of the day of Pentecost. I'm still in the book of Acts, just giving you a preview. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. It was earnest heart-searching prayer that prepared the hearts of the early church for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. There can be no question that today many of us are Strangers to the divine power that the Holy Spirit makes available to those who genuinely pray. Did you hear what I said? Jesus said in the parable of the good father. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, Jesus said, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Listen to me good. 
many of us are laboring in the energy of the flesh when we could be laboring in the energy of the spirit of God. That's, that's why we sung the hymn this morning. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything. Y'all say everything. To God in prayer. Oh, what peace. We often what? Forfeit. Oh, what needless, what pains we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Also, my brothers and sisters, prayer not only preceded, and prepared the early church for the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. But prayer continued to be the regular habit of the early church. Acts chapter 2 verse 42, which we read in your hearing, says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Listen, New Providence, for the early church, prayer was not an opportunity just to say, give me, give me to God. But instead, it was a form of communication in which they not only talked with God, but in which God was able to communicate his will to them. And work his work within their lives. What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying that prayer is more than having a monologue with God. Y'all know what a monologue is? That means you're doing all the talking. <laughs> but true prayer is having a dialogue oh Lord have mercy with God that is you talking to God and then you wait to see if he talks back to you oh come on some of us are too hurried in our prayers we pray and say God give me this give me that do this do that but we don't wait to hear what his answer is. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, let, let me move on. 
we have noted that the early church was a church that prayed. They prayed in their infancy in the upper room. They prayed in light of the day of Pentecost. Now let us look at their steadfastness in prayer. Somebody say steadfastness. The early church had what was called the hour of prayer. Acts chapter 3, 1 tells us that one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour or at the time of prayer. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You see, my brothers and sisters, in the early church, there were set times when it was both habitual and appropriate to go to the temple for prayer. Times for prayer were essential to the early church for they recognized through prayer that they could tap in to the power of God. New Providence, I am so thankful to God for our intercessory prayer ministry. Every Thursday morning at 6 o'clock, we join together for prayer. Then on the first, third, and fifth Sunday mornings around 8 o'clock here at the church, our intercessory prayer ministry comes together to pray. Thank God for those regular times for prayer. And guess what? You don't have to be a part of the intercessory prayer team to be a part of our prayer ministry. Oh, there, that's right. I heard about four claps. Our intercessory prayer ministry invites the church to join them in prayer. Amen? Now, if prayer is not important to you, if prayer is not a habitual part of your life, maybe you need to check your relationship with God. Because if you're in a right relationship with God, you will be praying. Okay, oh Lord, that's quiet. It's quiet, Pastor Wood. <laughs> not, not only should the church have reoccurring times when the believers come together 
to give themselves to prayer. But check this out. You and I, as individuals, need to have a definite time for prayer in our daily lives. You know what? If we started praying more, prayer would deepen our own spiritual lives and permit God to communicate with us on a continuing basis. And I don't know about you, I need God to talk to me all the time. Anybody in here need the Lord to talk to them all the time on a continuous basis? Okay. Can I do it like this today? I'm just going to teach a little bit today. The early church also realized the necessity of prayer in the time of difficulty. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about the fact that the early church found itself facing what appeared to be insurmountable difficulties from time to time. Deacon King David, their, their problem was not that of an inadequate budget. Their problem was not untrained leadership. But that difficulty was that both the religious and political establishments of their day were out to get them. Y'all good Bible readers, remember that the political and religious leadership commanded them to refrain from any further activities associated with bearing witness to Jesus Christ. Remember, remember, remember in Acts chapter 4 when Peter and John were arrested and brought before the Sanhedrin court for teaching and preaching about Jesus, they were told not to preach anymore in his name. But the Bible says that Peter and John replied, judge for yourself whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. The Bible tells us that after they further threatened them, that they let them go. And Peter and John returned and told the church what had happened to them. And those of you who are good Bible readers know 
how interesting how it was when the church found out what happened to Peter and John. What happened, Pastor Wood? I'm glad you want to know. The church praised God and prayed. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. After Peter and John told them what happened and how they still testified of the goodness of God, the church got happy. Y'all don't know when to get happy anymore. <laughs> uh, the church got happy. The church praised God. And the Bible says, after they prayed, the place that they were in was shaken. And they all were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Tell your neighbor, we need a shaking. Oh, come on. Y'all didn't say it like it means. We need a shaking in this place. Listen, had they not prayed in the time of difficulty, they would have not had the courage, wisdom, or power to do what they were able to do. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we need also to learn how to pray when we are experiencing times of difficulty. Am I right about it? You know why we need to pray when we're going through? Because prayer changes things. And guess what? Prayer changes you so that you are able to handle what you're going through until your breakthrough comes. I'm about through. I know I'm keeping you a little bit longer today. But let us real briefly see some of their results for praying. All right? I'm still in the book. Because of prayer, the early church had great boldness. Say great boldness. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 tells us that they spoke the word of God boldly. Because of prayer, they were able to speak the word with more boldness. That's one of the results of prayer, speaking the word with boldness. 
What's another result of their prayer? The Bible says that they had great unity. Somebody say great unity. Where's that at, Pastor Wood? Acts chapter 4, verse 32. It tells us that all the believers were one in heart and mind. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that prayer knits hearts together. And guess what? Unity brings strength. That is the reason why we ought to pray for the unity of our church. Okay. What else resulted from their prayer, Pastor Wood? The Bible says that they had great power. Where's that at, Pastor Wood? Acts 4.33. <laughs> it tells us that with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The early church did not have political power. They did not have economic power. They didn't even have social power. But, somebody say but. but. The early church had spiritual power. They were plugged in to the power of God. And new providence, I believe if we pray continually without ceasing that we will be a church where God demonstrates his great power. I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know what you believe. I still believe in miracles. Did you hear what I said? You may not believe in miracles, but I believe in the miraculous power of God. All right. His, his last thing that resulted from the early church's praying. The Bible says in Acts 44, text chapter 4, verse 33b, it says, Much grace was upon them all. In other words, because they prayed, they received great grace. Y'all say great grace. All right. I tried to give you alliteration. They had great boldness, great unity, great power, and great grace. 
Y'all know what grace is, right? What's grace? Unmerited favor. Mm. You mean we can't earn God's favor? Talk to me, new providence and friends. Because of their prayer, they received great grace. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it was grace that woke you up this morning. God's great grace traveled with you while you were in your car coming to church. God's great grace allows you to keep inhaling and exhaling and having life. Great grace. Great grace kept the roof over your head today. Great grace covered you while you slumbered and slept last night. Great grace. You know what I love about great grace? Can I tell you? Well, wait, let, let, let me tell you how. The, a, a hymnologist wrote it. He said, amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. <laughs> For it was grace that bought my liberty. I'll never know just why he came to love me so. He looked beyond my faults, oh Lord, and saw my, my knees. I shall forever lift my eyes to Calvary to view that cross where Jesus died for me. Listen, how marvelous was the grace that caught my falling soul aren't you glad he looked beyond come on y'all I said he looked beyond because of great grace he looked beyond all our faults and songs our knees. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet if you can. The necessity of prayer.
somebody prayed for you and prayed for me had us on their mind took the time to pray for us that's the reason why some of us are still here today because the Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. You had some righteous people praying for you. And since others pray for you, you ought to learn how to pray for others. Come on, deacons. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.